But could you pay me in advance? <laughs> you serious? Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here. Now, thank you. How are you? country in the world. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, so you want to hear something funny about last I, week? I would love to hear something funny about last week. Thanks for the, um, I, li- I like it when you, that. thanks for the little the plug for Ticket Stubs and Popcorn. Appreciate that. Let's Most that of the time there. I remember to put that in yeah, there. Yeah, no, it's Most good. Of the yeah, time. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope. What I forgot last week, though, was uh, the opening music and the closing funny bit that I normally put in there, I think. I didn't actually go back and check, but when I put it up, I'm like, I don't remember pulling anything or doing it. Like, I leveled it, but then, like, I came home from work, and I was so tired. I was so tired the other night. I mislabeled um, one of the dates on one of the programs, and... um, I, I, I selected the wrong group to send a transcript to, um, but they're both they're both repeats of uh, Corden and Colbert, so like they already technically have the transcript, so that wasn't a big deal. But it's that kind of like late at night. I gotta not do that because I yeah. totally I think I forgot the theme and the and the and the end bit I usually pull from the <laughs> internet. So sorry everybody, forgot a funny thing for you to end the show with. It was just us saying bye for once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Click. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. They're all done. And I hope I edited out the other part where it was like, oh, fucking another week. Okay, here we go. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so I just uh, finished watching um, like that last episode of The Mandalorian. We went through the Mandalorian again. We're going through all the Star Wars stuff, oh, okay. kind of like in sort of orderish. So and, what the um, uh, the rescue? That was the last. Yeah. One? Okay. Yeah, and that is just so damn good. Yeah, it really is. Like, and again, one thing that I was unsure about the other two times or three times I watched it um, was, you know that that officer who kept interacting with Moff Gideon. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like almost like a featured extra kind of thing. Yeah, featured extra. You know? Well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like she gets a lot of lines and she's she's got a look that makes her look more important than just, you know, officer number 12 or yep. something. Yep. So I'm just like, so at the end when, um, you know, like Bo-Katan and, and um, you know, they all, they rush the bridge and blow everybody away. Does she get killed? I think so. In that battle? Because I, I think that's so too. I think that's her gun that Gideon's trying to hide with his cape. Yeah. 
I think so too. I think that she gets up from the, from the console and gets shot. Yeah. But it's just so interesting that she's kind of a, I don't want to say prominent, but she's kind of a, like a thing, Yeah. you know, like yeah. we see her a lot. Um, and then for her to just sort of get blown away without any, <laughs> without any focus on her dying. Right. Right. You know, I'd like to think that, I don't know. Maybe they're leaving it open and she comes back at some point somewhere. Maybe that would be cool. She could, to- um, I could totally see her side with the uh, quote unquote good guys. Oh no, I wouldn't mind seeing her staying as a bad guy. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Somehow like just sort of making her way. Like she got smart and just said, I'm out of here. Yeah. And get out of there before they rush the bridge. Yeah. Um, Cause, but I don't like, I don't think they did. They give her a name, or is it just like calm officers? I think it's I that, yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting because again, she's got a look of someone that oh, we might see more of her, right? So I did read this um, thing about um, Gideon's reaction to the X-wing landing. Um, is that the one about like Luke was kind of an urban mid ur- urban legend, right? But not to the Imperials. Yeah. Because yeah. they knew, uh, you know, eventually, um, eventually they would have known because he was the one that destroyed the Death Star. So his name yeah. would have gone around and right. that the That's Alliance the had a Jedi. And I mean, the look of fear on his face like sells that right. whole theory. Yeah. I mean, people saw him and Vader walk in with the Emperor. That's and, true. You know, and Luke is the one who walks out carrying yeah just about dead vader so to the imperials it's like oh this motherfucker is a bad motherfucker (laughs) yeah because there's all the stormtroopers that captured him and the the imperial officer that captured him quote-unquote captured him on endor and then i mean they would have had to have walked him past a bunch of people after they landed oh yeah yeah, and then the red cape guys who were told leave us. Yeah, yeah. And they get you know so in, even so they're probably just like oh what the fuck just went on in there. Right, right, right. One of them says to the other, "I hope this isn't like that time with Yoda." Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, my ribs still hurt. That would be funny us. if it was the same guys. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> like yeah, we've seen all this goes down. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Then you go to find out that they're the two, they get busted down to just sort of scout troopers. Yeah. And they're the ones on Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> that I com- take. Completely <laughs> incompetent with everything. Right. Yeah. A Rosencrantz and Gildenstern of the yeah. Star Wars uh, It's too bad they're dead because that would have been great to have them show up here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, and then there's that other meme that goes around saying that, um, that stormtroopers are like shooting at each other to get on transports when they're leaving. Have you seen that one? No. Okay. So basically it's saying that when Luke and Vader are having their little moment, you know, in that hangar bay area Mm -hmm. that no one is shooting at Luke, but you can hear like, you know, like laser fire. Okay. Going around, and so that the 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 assumption, the assertion, is that stormtroopers were shooting at each other to get on ships to get 
to get out of there. Hmm. Now, I watched that scene again a couple times, and it didn't sound like blaster fire. It sounded, I mean, they're like at a hangar bay. So, right. like, you know, there's, there's, there's one thought that, okay, there's no sound in space, so you're not going to hear the laser blast from the, the fighters, you know, kind of zooming around nah, But this is Star Wars logic. Right. Sound so, is for dramatic effect, so. Yeah, so. Um, but it could be the so, turbo lasers. I mean, the, the giant towers could be reverberating through the station. Yeah, that's the thing, because I, I, don't, I don't know if stormtroopers were shooting at each other to get on transports. The officers it, would definitely shoot stormtroopers, though. Yeah, I mean, the stormtroopers, they wouldn't hit anything anyway. So. Now, that's not fair. No, it's not fair. It's not I fair know. because let's, let's go over this, okay? Let's go over why that's not fair. In A New Hope, in the very beginning, they are a they, force to be reckoned with. Yeah, they take out that hallway pretty damn quick. Yeah, and there's like three stormtroopers get killed, but they slaughter every single almost every single one of those rebel troops yep and then i could counterpoint i could go ahead that that the stormtroopers have military training yes okay and for the most part the rebels are just sort of like you know conscripts and volunteers and and all that so we don't know what kind of training they get in theory that's that's the alderanian security force on the tantive four okay good that's a good point. Also, the stormtroopers are coming in through a door and standing completely exposed while these guys are hiding in doorways. True. True. So I yeah, think no. that all that all evens out. Yeah. Okay. So then they want to know where the the hidden rebel base is. So what is the point of killing the people that could get you there? They were hurting them. They were herding them to the ship because there's no way those dum-dums would have been able to find their ship. Yeah. So obviously they were hurting them. And then you're going to tell me the Death Star is going to send out four TIE fighters to take out the the only remaining princess of Alderaan? Four. Things got four million on it. Yeah. So obviously those stormtroopers were told to fire near them. You know, even Tarkin says, I, uh, this better work. So there's a plan. So those those stormtroopers can't be blamed for not hitting anything. Okay? The stormtroopers take out an entire sand crawler with precision blast marks, as Obi-Wan said. Right? Yep. Then let's let's uh, let's move. Well, also the 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 fighter pilots—they're technically stormtroopers, right? Oh yeah, I, yeah. Oh no, pilot. I would I would consider the pilots to be pretty proficient. Yeah, you'd have to be sitting know. in a ball with no shields. Yeah. So uh, then let's go to Hoth, where they fucking stomped them into the ground. True. Um, they captured Han and Leia froze him and that they win it's called the empire strikes back they win and Great. then and then in it's a very impassioned defense of yeah, the stormtroopers I, I know it's like 1941 all over again <laughs> oh, shit i pulled the cord out of my headphones oh son no. of a 
bitch. Okay, there we go. So then in <laughs> Jedi, this is where I have a hard time defending because really the only fighting we see are Palpatine's quote-unquote legion of his best stormtroopers down on the surface. Meanwhile, though, they do capture all of the rebels that have gotten down to the planet's surface. They did do that. This is true. And then when they were ambushed by the Viet Cong, I mean, the Ewoks, um, that's when they started to lose because clearly they were not trained to fight these type of guerrilla right. tactics. And before that, and I'll, I'll back you up on this, before that, they hadn't fought the um, the Ewoks. No. It seemed that they got down there and the Ewoks were pretty passive about the whole thing. Yeah. Or they just slaughtered them. Yeah. There is there is that possibility. I'm not sure right. which which happened. But those Ewoks definitely ate stormtrooper meat that night. Oh yeah. 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 So the stormtroopers aren't bad shots. I mean, even in combat, they say that, you know, if I'm remembering correctly, a, a soldier will hit in combat under duress will hit one out of every 5 or 10 shots. Really? Uh, maybe I might be remembering this wrong, but I definitely know that a big problem people have with zombie TV shows and movies is how precise everybody is when you're being attacked by monsters. Like you'd miss a lot because yeah, you'd be scared. True. Like you practice against, against, um, stationary targets. Cause how are you going to have moving targets and how do you have time to practice with hordes of zombies running around and not attracting True. them? So, and these are, those are straight up civilians like bankers and grocery store people and stuff. Yeah. So the, the stormtroopers are not bad shots. Period. Period. Han is a drug smuggler though. Leave him out of Han... So, did I tell you... Yeah, go ahead. Just to get away from Star Wars for a second, but then we're going to get How back dare you? I know. Um, that I watched that Army of the Dead movie. Did I oh, yeah. You? Yeah. Did we talk about that already? I don't know if we, we talked about it here. Uh, um, I, th I thought it was okay. I'm not a big zombie movie guy, but I thought it was fine. It was kind of entertaining. I thought that... The, all right, here... All right. Yeah. Here's my... I think we didn't talk about it, maybe, okay. because I had problems some problems with it you had like, problems with a movie about the dead walking around in las vegas only <laughs> well even within the context of the story i don't understand why the daughter's kind of friend and her companions were left alive in the hotel like why did they get to live only to be saved sort of um like why were they why were they held captive and kept alive? I don't understand that part. Unless it's something I missed. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Other than oh, this character happens to be lucky enough to be friends with uh, one of the main characters. I I think it has to do with a couple of things. The first is that this is this was proposed to Netflix as a multi, um, movie cartoon follow-up kind of event type thing so there's a lot of things that are in this that aren't explained but i okay. think this one deals with how the alpha or zeus or whatever he was is creating his queens 
or the higher functioning ones and okay. and it has to do with like time frames and turning and it seems like these zombies are they're zombies because they're undead but they are not like any other ones I've seen in any other movie. Yeah, because they're kind of like, I mean, it's was that whole like Area 51 thing. So they're right. like alien zombie type of Maybe. things kind of thing. So, I mean, if that's like a alien situation going on and they're going to save some of the women for harvesting and turning into, you know, people who can then give birth to a hybrid type of thing, that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, maybe two lines in the script pointing that out would have been cuz i was just like why is she alive like yeah why? i think i think you're so. supposed to get that from um why they didn't kill that security guard right away you know they were saving him for something some ceremony yeah um so i think that's what it is but um what i'm most curious about and i really hope they do some follow ups cuz i don't want this stuff left out in the uh, left unanswered is um what's up with the robot zombies I would like some answers on that. Did you not see the robot zombies? Where were the robot zombies? There were two. Once one What's the when whole they concept of a robot zombie that makes no sense. Right, right. Here's <laughs> here's my thought. Here's my thoughts on this. First, you see the first one, and you don't really really notice that it's a robot zombie when they're bringing the security guard, I believe, in uh, for the for the ceremony. There's a zombie with glowing blue eyes like bright glowing electric glowing blue eyes. Okay. And then when they are escaping and on the casino floor, um, the YouTuber shoots one of them in the face and all these blue like sparks fly up and um, his skin gets ripped off and there's metal, Terminator looking metal underneath with a blue oh, eye. That I did not notice like the blue eye stuff. I kind of remember, yeah. but I'm just thinking, okay, there's like, there's an alien element to all of this. So fine. But I didn't, I didn't see the whole, uh, ah. I didn't catch the metal. Okay. So now again. here's my theory on this. It's, it's one of two things. It's either, uh, cybernetic experiments on the zombies by the aliens or the or the U.S. government or whoever, or I think that it's 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 they they dropped in their own robots disguised as zombies, acting like zombies to keep an eye on everything from the inside, as like their their security cameras. They can like go the anywhere they want. Did that? Yeah, yeah. Because there's also yeah, but you know what though, huh. it didn't seem as though the government was very like, I mean, aside from just sort of, they didn't seem like they that they had much of a plan other than yeah, we're just going to nuke this fucking thing. We've contained it, and now we're just going to nuke it. Yeah, but then we also have to take into account the time loop stuff. Okay, because there's two different instances where there's evidence of this crew not being the first attempt by this crew to get into Yeah, the what was that? Because it was I don't like, know. I don't know, but I love like it. The simil- because it was like those characters were dead because it was like their clothing and their yeah. jewelry and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was another thing. Right, and remember the first map they find where they're like, oh, he sent in another crew before us. Yeah. No, it was them. Right. That's yeah, what, what I think. Was- 
like each time they went in, they got a little bit further. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. But the mystery of it is far more interesting. And I am going to shit on somebody here than any J.J. Abrams mystery. Yeah, but you know what it is? It's like one, it's a one-off movie. No, no, it was never sold as a one-off. But here's the thing, for all we know, it's a one-off movie. Oh, no, no. It it plays as an all. But but all uh, over the internet, it's like, okay, we're working on the anime series, we're doing this, there's a prequel coming. Like, there's there's been talk around this of other spinoffs and and continuations, like, since it was announced. but through this, like through that, through that movie, right? The things that are sort of like you know sequel worthy or that give you pause, yeah, and think that oh, this is something that'll be addressed in another part of this story. That like those types of things got slightly more than a mention, but not enough that you would think, oh, they're going to handle this in a different place. No, but I think it's, that's that's going to be the reward for the viewers that either watched it multiple times or paid really close attention. Because the only sequel, like if you just watch this to watch it without thinking about it or, or looking at background stuff happening, you know, unlike, you know, like how we watch movies. Um, if you just watch it, then you're going to want the sequel of, okay, this guy's in a Camaro turning into a zombie heading to Mexico. So now it's not contained anymore. That's your sequel right there. Yeah. But given that Snyder has, and, and while he doesn't always have the best ideas, sometimes they're interesting ideas. If they're done correctly, it could be interesting to see what goes on. If there's, you know, some kind of dimensional connection, if there's other realities, other timelines, I mean, they could all come crashing together and a different character could have survived each time, which could be interesting. That could be interesting. Cause it would be amazing to see characters show up with different attitudes or personalities from how you first met them. I'd like yeah, that. because they have the benefit of, I mean, would they have the benefit of their previous experience? No, no. And I bet there's some situations where they don't, where there would be one character that nobody knows. Or well, there's like a deja vu kind of thing where yeah. they're just like, wait a minute, this seems fucking familiar. His all I want is is you you bring Tignataro back and have her be the same smart mouth badass that she was. She was great. From what I understand, she filmed all of her stuff like away from everybody else. Yeah. She wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And I was saying to Bill when we were talking about it on Outside the Cinema that um, all she had to do in her lines was to answer whatever was said to her and and then give the next line that leads to the next thing a character says and she could say whatever yeah. the fuck she wants in between those two points <laughs> exactly right that must be such a weird but liberating space to be in for an actor yeah i thought she was fantastic yeah and there was there were only one or two scenes where you're like yeah that's probably the green screen shots but they were all green screen shots with her and they looked great oh yeah in fact I think I think it looked really, really good. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where like now and it's probably unfair to throw this like qualifier of oh, it looked pretty it looked really good 
for a Netflix movie because the streaming stuff is, right, right. you know, it's real now. It's getting Oscars and Emmys, so. Yeah, no, I mean, if The Mandalorian can look like uh, a Star Wars movie and The Boys can look like, you know, an HBO miniseries, then, yeah. you know. The Boys is awesome. Oh, man, I love don't, that Again, don't read the comic. <laughs> No, no, no! I'll stay away from that. Man, are you all through with the second season there? Yeah, I'm through everything that there is. So, okay, I just have to say that the dude who plays like the Superman character guy, yeah, you know, yeah, Homelander. Yeah, every scene he's in <laughs> is like I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, because he's so fuck like mad. Props to that actor. Oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah, because it is like. I, I just automatically assume, all right, whoever he's talking to is going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Now, little spoiler alert so for anybody unhinged. that hasn't watched it yet. Um, when he's on the stage, and this is after he's lasered the uh, the protester in South Africa, maybe? Yeah. Um, and he just unleashes on the crowd. The crowd. <laughs> and he lasers them down and there is so much blood and burnt flesh. There there are very few times in my life that I can remember my eyes going wide, my jaw dropping open, and me putting both hands over my mouth going <gasps> Cause I'm like, I did like I know he's a bad guy, but is he that level of bad guy? And then you find out not yet. <laughs> no. But it's one of those things where you just where when he sort of snaps out of it. Yeah. Like and he didn't do it. Yeah. That there was a part of me that was kinda like Oh, right. But that's the scary thing about him and the way he acts and the way they're writing his character is that you're shocked that he did it. Yeah, exactly. And not only shocked that he didn't know that he did that, like that he did it. You're like, oh, my God, this is going to be this is going to fundamentally change the whole structure of the show now, because, you know, he's he would do it. And that's the thing is it's shocking, but it's not outside his character. Yeah, and then it's slightly disappointing that he hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird place to be. Yeah. It's just like, wait a minute, maybe I'm the monster. <laughs> or yeah. or that's yeah, how that's they've, they've, they've got us up to that point of expectation for him. Yeah. I don't know. So that's I don't know. A, no, that's I, a really, really good show. I loved... The character, not what they stood for or anything, obviously, but I loved Stormfront. Um, she was just oh, such yeah. so, so terrible, but so watchable. I don't know. And and I yeah. love the name. Like they she has lightning powers and she's named Stormfront. <laughs> and it makes sense. And then you see her earrings, which are lightning bolts. <laughs> right? But she's a Nazi from Nazi times. Exactly. And it's like, oh, Stormfront. Okay. And her original name, Liberty, has some connection to the guy. I'm trying to find it. That um, 
Powers and abilities, weaknesses, quotes, trivia. Okay. Stormfront is the name of an anti-Semitic Holocaust denialist and neo-Nazi internet forum and the web's first major racial hate site. Her previous moniker, Liberty, may be a reference to an early hate site, ArianNationsLiberty.net. Right? That's pretty awesome. That's a that's, that's a di- awesome. that's a deep dig right there for them to yeah. come up with that. Nice. Yeah, no, that uh, that show's great. I look forward to the next season of that. Yeah, um, there were so many, so many things that were just. What are the you hell? caught up? Are you caught up with Bad Batch? Oh yeah, yeah. When I get home on Thursday nights, because I get home at two two fifteen two twenty uh, something like that. Then I just stay up and I watch because I'm up and I can't go to sleep yet. So I got to tell you, I was perfectly happy with um, with the sisters showing up. I, I was even... actually I had said that was my least favorite arc of Clone Wars. Like, what is the point of this? I see we're yeah. going to have Ahsoka learn how to operate outside of the the oh spoilers by the way yeah. outside of the Jedi. Um, and she's going to learn about like, you know, other people. Right. Right. And then I'm like, ugh, whatever. And then they show up in this and I was actually really happy to see them. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. In and exactly I'm like, fuck you, Dave Filoni. Fuck you for making me care about these characters or being happy. Good job in, a, in the writing department. I thought I didn't give a shit. But because right. because of this, then you're like, oh, who do I fucking root for now? Also, it's really smart because we don't, because like they don't have to spend time, yeah, like letting you know who these characters are. Yep, yep. They're just they're. We know who they are. We know that they're basically gonna end up doing kind of the right thing. Yes, you know, but they don't mind you know breaking a few rules along the way. Right. Um. Who do you think she's talking to at the end? Uh, my initial thought is Bail Organa. That's what I'm thinking. Bail because Organa, who else R7. would need that to to to, to fight stormtroopers? Right. Oh, so the basic for people that aren't watching or whatever, they uh, had to go to a uh, uh, Corellia where they are decommissioning, basically melting down all of the battle droids from the Clone Wars, and they need to get the head of a tactical droid, which are the ones that give out all the orders and everything, and um, because it has all of the data fighting clone troopers, which basically are stormtroopers now. They're not going to change that much for their tactics because, uh, you know, they already are trained. So. Right. So that's that's the idea is to go get one of those heads. And there's only one because all the rest have been smelted because obviously you would get rid of those first. Oh, hey, here's the robots that know how to kill us. What do we do? Eh, yeah. yeah, get rid of it. Uh, I love the voice of the security droids. It was the, the voice of the Death Star droid that was in the um, yep. Jawa Sandcrawler. One of my, that was like, that's like the one of the first robot voices you hear in A New Hope. So I'm, particularly um particularly pleased with that voice so it was nice to hear it all over the place and uh yeah i yeah i thought it was great um i like that they're starting to build in some of uh wrecker's chip issues yeah and you know what too again another fuck you to feloni because um 
I said that Wrecker was like the thing from the Fantastic Four, just like revved up to 12. And like they really got to because I, I and I'm like, I don't like that character. They really got to tone him down. And when he started with the with the good soldiers follow orders, I, I got upset at the TV. I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you do that to him. <laughs> it's like well it's gonna be interesting because uh, i i think it'll be omega who sort of talks him through that because they're they've got like this connection mm. so you know um i think it's gonna it'll be one of those sort of smarmy like you're really a good guy and Rekka, Rekka, you'll be fine <laughs> yeah. that's uh, not a knife uh but then, but then they're gonna find this. This is why they're gonna have to find Rex, so they can um, learn how to get the chips out of their heads. Yeah. So R seven, the droid. Yeah. Right. That was like Ahsoka had that droid for a while, right? Yeah, but some people are saying it was destroyed before. So I don't. I did it go down on that ship? I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look them up. <laughs> Now I have to watch all of Clone Wars again just to know. <laughs> all right, let's see. R7A7. Well, let's go to canon because it automatically dropped me on Legends. Um, Man, just purge all the Legends stuff. It's confusing for Let's people. see. R7 was subsequently destroyed by blaster fire when Tano and Rex were fighting other clones in the hangar of the crashing Venator-class Star Destroyer Tribunal. That's... But... Tano and Rex salvaged his remains from the okay. wreckage. So let me go through here and oh, excuse me, and see if um. So like, what was the sort of the the chain of ownership there? Well, right here at the end of his biography it says after the battle ended with rex and tano's escape the destruction of the tribunal and the death of all the remaining clones on board as well as the destruction of cheap and Gigi, two other robots tano and rex retrieved what remained of r7 and placed his remains next to the y-wing they had stolen from the crashing star destroyer so different r7 the Star Wars Bad Batch episode decommissioned depicts R7, an astromech owned by the Martez sisters, as identical to R7A7 in his first scene before changing to a black and orange color scheme in the second. But the head's the same, and that's all that matters in the droids. Because you can take the, the entire droid's body off and and stick it into um, those, those wedge-shaped Jedi starfighters. Yeah, or the other ones after that. Like some of them fit the whole droid, some fit just the head. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But it would make sense that it was Ahsoka's because, you know, that's what it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That just that that just. But I don't think they're giving anything away at all. Unlike um, the dark trooper that was. Um, that was given away on um, on the descriptive audio for uh, when the dark troopers were half revealed, but not completely. What do you mean? In that one episode where they were starting to power up, um, anybody that knew what the dark troopers were, were like, okay, this is, this is what we got. We got dark troopers coming, but other people didn't know. But if you listen to the audio 
the descriptive audio for it. Yeah. It said um, something like uh, steam rise, steam escapes from a bank of uh, compartments housing uh, dark troopers. Something like that. Oh, okay. And um, this time I went back and I listened to the descriptive audio and it says R7 projects a hologram. And that was it. That, that, <laughs> that the Martez sisters talked to or something. Yeah. So no, they're not. I, I, I think it's Bale. Probably Bale. It would make sense. It would make sense. Somebody Wait. somebody theorized it was Rex um, with a cloak on, but he's too skinny. If he's if the cloak's on over the armor, it would be bulkier. Yeah, I don't. Th- and I I can't picture Rex doing a cloak thing. No, no. And this is um, it can't be Leia because she's uh, zero years old. Right. So um, it, it would make sense that it would be Bale or Mon Mothma or one of them that are in the rebellion. Would it be Ahsoka? It could be. It absolutely could be. It could also be Saw Gerrera. Yeah, could be Saw. Which would be I a could... really interesting um, um, like bait and switch because we've seen Saw before in yeah, this show. Saw, yeah, and Saw is... is you know, already, I mean, this is just the very beginning, you know, it's just after Order 66, so yep. Saw has already been really big and sort of causing trouble for the Empire, so yeah. it could be him. I would be okay with that. Even if they keep him, like, a, as a secret when he's, like, already out there? Because he's been on the on the Bad Batch, he's been on it. So. Yeah, yeah. You mean keeping it a secret? Yeah, it us. might be a little bit of a letdown for people. But I mean, if you've watched all of Clone Wars and 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 the original sequel trilogy, you got a pretty good idea of what it's gonna yeah. who it's gonna be. Who it could be, yeah. Unless it's a total surprise. Who knows? Yeah. Because last week they talk about a, a secret person, and then this week they we get a hologram, so it's it's got to be soon. Yeah, and actually, there's like, I. I I was thinking, yeah, like they're adding all this new stuff, but then like how many episodes, but there's going to be like 16 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they have time to build right, the story. Yeah. You got time. That's fine. Yeah. I, you know, I thought it was going to be one of these, like, you know, eight or 10 maybe, but, oh. um, you know, type of type of deals. So, um, I'm psyched for Loki. Yeah. What's that next, next Friday or something? No, Wednesday. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This Wednesday. Huh. Really excited! I, I I think that's going to be so much fun, especially after how depressing and disappointing Falcon and Winter Soldier was. Maybe that's the idea: um, do a really good one, then do a mediocre one, and then do a really good one, so the really good ones look better than really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just I can't sing praises for uh, WandaVision enough. Um, so, I mean, maybe that was, maybe that's just set the bar way too high, but maybe. I think that Loki is going to be really, really, you know, fun and a lot of activity. It looks like just a lot going on. Yes. And, yes. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really kind of, um, I don't know, a crazy looking series. Yeah. My, my big question really is going to be, what is it about? what is the main thing like with Wanda? It was, why are you creating this reality? 
And are you creating this reality? You know, that's the overall plot summary of it. Um, Wanda creates an alternate reality where vision never dies and everybody suffers for it. So what's, what is, why, why, why has this time cop um, department, what are they going to make him do? Why is he doing it? What? I mean, are they going to make him like, because he's sort of an extra Loki floating around in the time, the, Mm. excuse me, the timelines that he's screwed up a few timelines. He's got to go back and fix stuff. I don't know. Like, I don't want that to turn into like an, you know, a team mission of the week kind of thing. No, it should definitely um, not be um, a quantum leap show. Yeah, that's an even better analogy. But so. alternate alternate timelines where his presence fucks everything up would be good. Yeah. And if he's going to be like trying to sort of get out of this situation, escaping and, and that kind of thing, because he's not really very good with captivity no um no so i think watching him try to fuck with the system is going to be kind of fun yeah yeah so that's that's what that's that's what i want to see once owen wilson comes on and he goes wow you're loki then after that (laughs) um like that's that's what i'm curious like once he starts explaining the whole idea yeah and i i i'm gonna i'm gonna um, half-assedly keep track of how many times he says wow wow yeah wow <laughs> i remember when he was first the first movie i saw him in was uh the haunting and i'm like what's wrong with this guy because <laughs> he's kind of talking without moving his mouth to without, the center yeah. of his face <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every word is just sort of oddly stuck in the back of his it's as though the back of his throat and the back of his nose are like oddly connected yeah like by a very small distance like yeah how can this sound be in both those places at once when there should be a few inches oh yeah because he definitely talks a lot through his nose yeah yeah Yeah, definitely a little bit of a streisand thing going on there we uh we watched Wedding Crashers. The that other might. Night. Do you think that has to do with the fact that it looks like his nose wasn't just broken, but like pound into dust at one point? <laughs> I think it was like punched off, and someone just like mooshed it back on, like, like a like a color forms. Like, yeah, exactly. They just slapped that shit back on. Ah, yeah, uh, it's just, close enough to straight. Who cares? Yeah. Like the way Bert and Ernie's noses would come off. It's yeah. like this weird, mushy stuff. It's just yeah. like, yeah, that kind of looks like a nose. They'll still hire you for Wes Anderson movies in 15 years. It's yeah, fine. don't worry about it. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're you'll quirky now. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, yeah, we watched Wedding Crashers. And, um, I have what to say a that problematic I, movie that is now. That Oh, I know. You could never. And that movie's not that old. It's <laughs> no, it's not. But that movie... No way. No that movie be made now. No, no way. Uh, but in a weird way, it also like in terms of it being a funny movie, it's yeah. still a funny movie. And I think it's um, I think it's Vince Vaughn's best work. Quite it frankly. could be. It's, yeah, it's like the it's like the the, the epitome of Vince Vaughn ness. If you were to bottle it like that's just his you know his quick talking kind of patter. Um, that I think is you mean, you mean as a, as a sentient douchebag. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's, he's just so, come to life. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, what does hold up though? Oh um, boy. 
wedding singer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that follows a very standard formula for romantic yeah, comedies. But it, so, but it's interesting because I think that that was sort of at the because it was you know it it was made in like ninety seven ninety eight and nostalgic for the 80s mm. so and i think that that's about when like things for the 80s started to be a little bit more nostalgic like yeah. the soundtrack was so great yeah um, and, and also it, 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 it's after Waterboy and um a bunch of his other man child doofus kind of stuff and, and in this one he wasn't so helpless or hapless Right. And it's a sweet movie. It's a sweet little movie. He's yeah. great in it. She's great in it. He he doesn't do that stupid voice like this at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's I I think it's it's sort of proof that Adam Sandler can like actually do stuff. Like real but comedy. Not- you know, if you're gonna have like you know how Joe Blow does those stupid things, what the fuck happened to, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. I hate those things by the way. Yeah, because you look them. at it and you're like, well, them. I know I know where this actor is. Uh they were just <laughs> in a movie I watched last week. What are you talking was- about? There was one the other day. WTF happened to Jean-Claude Van Damme. He, he just got had a, old. He just had a TV He's, show. He got old. Or, or don't they also do um, the best movie you've never seen? Yeah. It's and it's like, like the best movie you've never seen. Blade Runner. Fuck off. <laughs> like, we all saw this movie. You Who know, are you writing are, for? Like exactly. newborns in the NICU the, unit? Come on. The people who the people who follow a page like Joe Blow have seen every movie you're talking about. Yeah. And know the answer to you. What I can and every time I see them, I comment like this is the dumbest fucking thing that you guys <laughs> I've do. seen those. I've seen I'm your like, I've seen your answers. <laughs> Fuck you. Nothing happened to Tom Hanks. It's like, like it's like when um Scott Bakula is on the um the episode when the gang turned black and um he's working in the nursing home and um one of them one of them says to him something like, you know, well what happened to you? And he's like, I've been working steadily for the last 30 years. Um, and it cuz he has, he's been on Star Trek, he's done movies like yeah. TV shows like just because you don't say I make this joke with Bill all the time that um who was the kid that played Robin in um those two bad Batman movies Chris something uh, right Chris O'Donnell yeah I joke with Bill all the time I'm like where the fuck is Chris O'Donnell gone and he's like he's on a procedural cop show on TV I'm like that's bullshit no he's not <laughs> I know he is. And I actually, because I was waiting for a show to start at work, like I looked over at the TV and I'm like, oh shit, there's Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> we were talking about Kathleen Turner the other day and, and, um, he's just like, wow, she just sort of dropped off. And then I looked, I'm like, nah, like, cause I know that she was on Californication uh, for like a while. You yep, know, it's yep. this really funny character. Um, I think for a couple seasons and, um, and then, but then we looked, it's just like, oh yeah, she's been doing TV stuff for the last 15 years. And she's, <laughs> steadily working, right? Steadily working. Yeah. She was in an episode of Rick and Morty, which I have to admit has become my, like one of my favorite fucking shows. Do you know what show I've been watching that I don't understand why it doesn't have more of a, like a warm and fuzzy nostalgic feel? Yes. Because Friends. it was... Because that's no, garbage. No, no, no. Because that show 
does. Not disagree. It does. Seinfeld has got, you know, it's fall, you know, it's still popular, right? But you know what show was very, very popular back in the day? What day? What day? Give me a hint here. I'm talking about like the early nineties, like 93, 94, 95, up until like 90. Scrubs. It stopped in 99. No, no, no. Scrubs was like early 2000s. Right. And JD um, was an asshole. Yeah. Mad about you. Oh, you I never watched show? it. I remember it, but it I was, never watched it. It was a great little show and it got like tons of viewers. It mm. had crossovers with friends. Uh, Seinfeld that had crossovers with it. It did like a revival thing, like a season last year. You know why? You know why? Because everybody realizes what fucking Paul Reiser did to Sigourney Weaver and they've had enough of his bullshit. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's (laughs) such a great, it's such a great (laughs) funny show, but it's not like it was, it was before Friends and it came out in and around the same time that I think Seinfeld started a Mm. little bit like maybe a year later or so, or um, cause they like shared scheduling. I think they were both on on the same night as okay. something like that at some point, but it was like, like a, like it, I looked at the ratings for it. The ratings for it were like big. Huh. Um, I mean, like, cause they, when I watched the friends reunion, they said that the, the finale for friends got 25 million viewers. Okay. okay. And it was a huge night. I looked at the, the viewership numbers for mad about you. And mm. I'm talking like second, third, fourth, season yeah they were getting like 20 million viewers a show so it was like a big successful show okay but you never like you don't see any of these like you know clips for it anywhere you know you see friends clips seinfeld clips and stuff like that like there's no yeah it's just and i'm i'm going through it and i liked the show and my my girlfriend at the time and i we really dug the show um so, but I'm re-watching it and it is ridiculously funny. Hmm. Like the writing is so good and it gets, and it's not one of those, you know how like there's always like in a, in a show about couples, there's always like, oh, the dopey husband or, yeah. you know, what I, you know, yeah. but this, they have a nice balance of dopiness. Like sometimes she's being an idiot and sometimes he's being an idiot and like irrational. And you know what I mean? There's like a good balance of that, like any normal people, you know what I mean? Hmm. So, um, it's, it, so I don't, it's one of those things that would be a, like, what the fuck happened to, because I don't understand why there's not more kind of like nostalgia for that. Well, it says here, says here in April 2018, it was announced that Sony Pictures Television would revive the show with the two lead actors reprising their role, though Riser expressed doubt about it in July 2018 and September the same year. Is that the Wikipedia page? Yeah. Riser stated. I I have it open. I have it open. I've been going through like looking at the episodes like ah. stuff. So yeah, I've read the page. Yeah. Well, let me, let me read it for the listeners because this isn't just about you or me. Yeah. (laughs) Riser stated that the revival was still on the table, but that this quote, the studio needs to figure out if they know how to do it. On March 6, 2019, the series was revived for an eighth season by Spectrum Originals, described as a 12-episode limited series, with Riser and Hunt confirmed to reprise their roles. On September 5, 2019, it was announced that the first six episodes of the revival would, repeat, would premiere on November 20th, 
and another six would be released in December. The series is available in a traditional manner in Canada with its episodes airing on the CTV comedy channel. So they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that they did. Many of the main and recurring cast members reprised their role for the revival. The most notable former cast member not to reprise her role was Leela Kenzel, who played Jamie's best friend, Kenzel, retired from acting in 2003 and became a psychotherapist. Okay. Yeah. So it was just, it's just it's just really It's weird that it would only be why. like in Canada. Yeah. Huh. That it's like I guess it's like it's rerunning those episodes or whatever. So and I'm sure you can find them somewhere. But I just yeah, I just it was like a thing. And I just don't know why it, it Yeah, looking through some of the some of the notable guest stars, right? Giuliani uh, Brad Garrett, Al Gore, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Dan Castellaneta, Sid Caesar. They had Sid Caesar. They had Carl Reiner. Yep. Steve Buscemi, Mark McGuire, for what it's worth. Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono. Huh. Garth Brooks. Yeah. They had, yeah. It was like a lot. There was a, they did a, a crossover thing where um, like Paul's old like bachelor pad apartment he like finally gave up and it's the apartment across from Kramer's it's Seinfeld's apartment. Huh. And the waitress that they always see at this restaurant is played by Lisa Kudrow, who was brought in, you know, she's, oh, yeah. you know, the, the twin sister of Phoebe on friends. Oh, okay. I see Cindy Lauper was in five episodes and Lyle Lovett. Oh, she was great. I Cindy love Lauper her. was amazing. Yeah. yeah she's oh, fantastic. Eric Stoltz. Yes, he had a bit of an arc on that show. Yeah. Huh. Carol Burnett, Mel Brooks, Hank Azaria. Interesting. Yeah. And the Carl Reiner episode, he he was actually his character, Alan Brady from the Dick Van Dyke show. (laughs) So it's kind of a meta show. It's, it's so, it's so good. It was so good. Huh. Yeah. And I'm like in the, I think I'm in the last two episodes of season three it's on prime um hmm. and it's it it's good it's like no commercials either on prime oh, so it's yeah yeah which is nice so well, there's, there's a show i never thought i'd talk about out loud <laughs> it's it's just really and i'm going like back and forth i'm going between that and rick and morty so ah, that's like a yeah weird. i'm being real <laughs> careful with the rick and morty talk because like it can be a complete turnoff to listeners if you go on too long about it, but then some people want you to talk. It's it's a weird fan base, and I I just I I don't care about that. I just the show's interesting, um, but I don't obsess over it. I just I just need yeah, to say that every time I we bring it up. I think it's I think it's super funny. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that they don't at least streaming they don't bleep out the swears. Yeah, and I love how dark it can get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say Rick is like a modern day um um Doc Brown. Huh? <laughs> he's he's like a fucked up Doc Brown. Well, you know the original version of the show, right? The pitch mean? was the, the the original idea was like the adventures of Doc Brown and Marty. Uh, no. And it was just a fucked up relationship between the two of them. So they changed it to Rick and Morty, changed the character designs, but the whole same idea kind of thing. So that's where you, that's, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Um, 
But what was I talking about before that? What was the word I was trying to think of? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's psychologically, like they explore a bunch of things character-wise that cartoons don't normally delve into. Oh, yeah. It's actually, it's a much smarter show than than you'd think. It can be. If oh. you don't look at, at Rick as like being correct in a modern day philosopher, like a lot of his stuff is very nihilistic and wrong if you're going to live your life. Well, I just, uh, yeah. I mean, I just, I just watched this, this episode where Morty, um, you know, wants like a do over button yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And then he's just sort of taunting Rick. Oh, you can't do it. I get it. If, you, if it's not something you can do, I get it. You know? <laughs> so he finally makes it and he goes, so then Morty goes through this whole thing where there are, you know, no consequences, trying right. stuff, failing, and then being able to replay it. Fine. Yeah. So, and then you go to find out that, yeah, the, the way this thing works is that there are consequences. <laughs> and I just think it's interesting. There is right, because no, doesn't it create a different timeline for every time? It creates a different he, timeline. And then yeah. it, like, it has to kill off all these other Mortys yeah. to sort of bring the timeline back in line. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just weird because it's just this weird, fucked up, messed up way to teach Morty a lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's so He's such a bad person. Oh, yeah. Like, no one should... There's no one in the show, I think, that anyone could look up to. Except maybe at times, a little bit here and there, Summer. Maybe. maybe. Sometimes she's got a really good point. Sometimes Beth does. But none of them ever really have a good point consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because all of their characters are garbage, which does play on the sitcom trope of, (laughs) you know, garbage people that are, you know, built up to look like the heroes of the story. Yeah, but, you know, when you look a little bit closer, you're just like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Right. You're you're terrible. You know, you stop laughing and you go, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, fuck. These people are horrible. Right. Like when you look at the characters in Big Bang Theory a little closer or you look at, you know, the cast of Friends or whatever, whatever uh, Scrubs is another one. Um, You know, how many times did JD get with what's her face and then break it off because he's scared or whatever bullshit? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, nobody would give him the time of day the second time around. Seriously. Right? He makes he makes Carla feel like shit because she's just a nurse. Like, fuck you. Who are you? He's just a scared little piece of shit that can't reconcile any of his past. The only one who's got his shit together on that show is is Dr. Cox. <laughs> I kid, he's an alcoholic. Oh, he's a he's, he's a complete <laughs> asshole too. All of them are. He's the most fun though. He is, but that's because he's he makes no no pretense about him being an asshole exactly he doesn't hide it and and, and therein therein lies his nobility uh, uh. no <laughs> because isn't, oh, I isn't never the, thought of it that way isn't the first thing the doctor sa- swears to do is to do no harm that should be physically and mentally <laughs> right um but there are so many shows like uh, you know, okay, fine. The eighties, we didn't we didn't know any better. We made fun of people for all kinds of things for laughs. Oh, you're in a wheelchair. Let's write a joke about that. <laughs> the eighties sucked as far as you know, treating people fairly. 
Um, <laughs> but like as as it gets further toward now, it's like like we are finally, I think, coming to a point where we're we're finally learning. Yeah, let's let's not use that as a fucking punch. You know, punchline. Maybe maybe we can do, and that's that's kind of what Rick and Morty does. It's kind of what Bob's Burgers does. It's definitely what Bob's Burgers does is that they don't they don't use their comedy comes from an equal place. Like it's not mean. None of the comedy is mean in Bob's Burgers or even Brooklyn Nine Nine. They don't. They're not picking on a person because of who they are. It's more like yeah. what they did. I um I was surprised when I watched Friends last year when I went through that whole series because mm. I had never I didn't I watched it a little bit when it was on but I'd never been through the whole series yeah um and I was surprised at the um like the homophobia jokes yeah so was, many of them huh? that is that that's probably the one thing that surprised me most about it i mean aside from the fact that yeah it's a whole bunch of white people very little diversity and and having watched the reunion show and sort of listening to what they had to say about casting and stuff Mm. um so if they were to cast it now it would be a different show now but anyway uh but like those the jokes about homophobia Mm -hmm. um and transphobia too so were yeah yeah those were the most surprising Mm. to me yeah. Yeah, it's like every time an F bomb's dropped in uh, Goonies, it's like, oh, really? <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind a special edition of Monster Squad or Goonies where they just, you know, change it. Change that one word. Change it to Fat Boy or, you know, Fungool or, you know, just another word. <laughs> just anything. Fang Face, you know, for Monster Squad. There you go. Oh. It's so like, and and we used to be like that. We used to be those people. Yeah, but we grew. Yes. And that's, that's, and then, um, and then the next generation, hopefully folks like us who have grown and have kids then sort of teach their kids, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is like those movies, those movies can't grow. They're just stuck. Right. But then you, then they become like, they become instructive. Yeah. Yeah, or garbage. One, you know, it it all depends on the movie. <laughs> so, but I also think that they have to. I mean, I think they could be more instructive because they're just they're they're made in a time, and that's what the world was like. Yeah. and that's like acknowledging that that's what the world was like. Okay, but since then we have. You know, we've thought a little bit more. We've evolved over the last 30, 40 years, you yeah. hope. Um, yeah. And so, like, again, just, you know, don't be an asshole. Don't, Here's, okay, so. Don't judge people on who they want to, like, love. Yeah. You know? One of the most problematic of the 80s movies is um, is uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Because the rev- oh, the nerds man, yeah. the nerds get revenge on the Alpha Betas by spying on the girls somehow um raping i think she was raped that was definitely a rape yes um here's how i would redo candles 16 candles is the same thing yeah but here's how i would redo revenge of the nerds okay i would use the story construction the outline 
of Full Metal Jacket. Okay? And the beginning in boot camp would be college. And the second half in Vietnam would be the workforce. And in the workforce, that's when the revenge comes. Yeah. Nowadays in in college, the nerds would get the revenge by, you know, fucking up their credit scores. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Locking them out of Instagram. Let's let's veer off of, oh, shit, I undid my headphones again. God damn it. Ugh. Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> Got to find the right end to plug back in. And what I'd really like on these headphones is some kind of locking mechanism to keep the jack into the headphone. <sighs> Are you there? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I just wanted to make sure I could hear you. About technology. So, um, what was my fucking point? God damn it. What were we talking about? Nerds. Uh, you said and- you were going to pivot from something to something else. We were talking about nerds fucking up people's credit. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you. Okay. So recently we've had um, the hacker group Darkside has um, has shut off the JBL pipeline, um, causing, you know, millions of dollars in losses and gas to prices to rise and people to freak out because people are panicky idiots according to tommy lee jones um but then there was the meatpacking plants that were shut down and i believe there was something else that i can't remember that the hackers hit and if you want to cause panic hackers listen i'm being completely honest with you if you want to cause panic in the financial institutions of america wipe out debt yeah just erase the credit scores erase all the debt and then all the financial institutions would fall i don't know that they'd they well a bunch of them would fall yes but there would have to be a whole lot of reset like it would be really interesting what happens when the hackers do go after like credit yeah i would like that that would be great so that everybody, you know, you know, the next day, everybody, you know, gets gets their phone and looks at their credit karma. And it's just like, yeah, everyone, everyone starts at like, you know, a perfect first. score. Right? <laughs> right. And then you can only fuck it up from there. But like, what yeah. if you got a statement, an email from your bank that says zero balance on your mortgage or, you know, your rent is paid for two years or whatever? You know, yeah, or everybody just everybody's bank account now says twenty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, then we would turn into like Uganda or whatever country it was where a loaf of bread I cost know. twenty billion dollars because <laughs> yeah. money had no meaning. But yeah, hackers, um, let's try that. <laughs> let's mix things up a little bit. I mean, right? why not? Why not get rid of the get rid of the 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 credit? You know, get rid of, get rid of the, all the credit card debt. I mean, it, 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 no one on the face of the earth, um, that has credit card debt would seriously be upset about it. The people making money off of the credit card debt would, but then they wouldn't have credit card debt. I wonder if I would, I, I, I want to think this through what would happen. And I'm sure that there's a, there's a, a Google result for this. You know, what hap- What would happen if everyone's debt was erased? I mean, 
hackers would have to go pretty deep into the system to sort of, you know, pay off everybody's mortgage. Mm. Because there's enough but there's supporting. But here's the thing. There's only a certain number of banks now because they've all merged. Yeah. And everybody, you know, it's just like, okay. And, you know, like, where does that debt, who holds the debt? Yeah. That would be super interesting. So. And you don't even have to, you don't even have to erase the debt. You just erase the, the account of the lender of, of the person that borrowed the money. So it's not even on their records anymore. I mean, the problem would come in when you need to get the deed for the house. But you'd only need that if you're going to sell it. And if everybody's houses were paid off, who would want to move and acquire (laughs) more debt, right? Or you sell your house. You're just like, yeah, I'll take Bitcoin. (laughs) But not today. Or not, or 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 Doga coin or whatever's. I think the it's, only reason. Yeah, the only reason Bitcoin dropped so much, I think, is because Elon Musk said you can't buy a Tesla with with that Bitcoin fucking anymore. moron. He really is the dumbest wannabe That's smart okay. person, it, it, isn't he? It'll, he's he's quite bright, but he's, no. he's got way too much. He's got. I don't like, believe too he much is influence. Oh no, I, I I do believe he is. He's just not using his powers for good. Well, the thing is, he like doesn't. He hasn't invented anything. He's just used it for other stuff. You know, and I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit how much money he has because that came from emerald mines that his parents owned. You know, right. yeah. he's not any kind of self-made anything. He's 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 kind of a dope. I've he's I've an watched asshole. I've watched him talk his, a lot, and I wouldn't question his intellect. I would just question his moral fiber. He's a dick. He is, but I don't think he has fully thought out ideas. Well, he goes on Howard Stern. He gets stoned, and he you know. Says oh no 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 no! Come on come on come on! It's Joe Rogan. Oh okay yeah that's right because that's, that's so much better. It's like the uninformed be talking to the uneducated. Not that we're much smarter, but Jesus Christ, I won't try to sell you vitamin supplements or anything like any right wing show would do. Uh, they all they all do that. Yeah. All these right wingers. Yeah. What they do is sell you. Y'all need vitamins for your dick. Ah, uh, cause fucking what's his face? Cross does it, doesn't he? Who? What's his name? Alex. Alex Jones. Jones. Mister yeah, Jones. Him cross. Um, yeah, Jones does that. Yeah. Limbaugh yeah. probably did. So let's do one last uh, what we watched um, and um, end it. So yeah. Oh, you know what I did watch? I watched this weird little movie, Cajillionaire. Okay, I didn't bring it up because I had something to say. Oh no. <laughs> No, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Weird, weird little indie. I've heard about movie. it, but I haven't watched it yet. With Richard Jenkins and Evan Rachel Wood. Or Rachel oh, she's Wood in it. I'll watch Rachel it. Wood. Yeah, she's in it. She's so weird in it. And um, Gina Rodriguez is in it. It's a weird little movie. Um, so, but it was it was good. It was hmm. it was good. 
Um, What's it about? I mean, it's it's about this family who sort of live on the fringes. They're kind of con artisty, sort of, but they're not really good at it. <laughs> um, little shit like that, and then they they meet this this woman on a plane, Gina Rodriguez, and they sort of bring her into their schemes, sort of, and she contributes. So it's kind of like like the dynamic among like in this weird little family and group of kind of scam artists hmm. it's, it's very strange okay but it's it's i would say mostly about this this girl's like the daughter and that's evan rachel wood her relationship with her her parents hmm. and how um i don't know unfeeling i guess they are deborah winger's in it and richard jenkins um who's great yeah he's he's always good yeah yeah, he's always great. Um, so yeah, that was um, that was pretty good. I had a pretty big movie week. Excuse me, this week. Excuse me. So, uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's all I've watched. Like I said, I've been going through some Star Wars stuff. Just finished up the Mandalorian. Um, probably start the seven, eight, nine. I gotta. I want to watch Resistance. I know it's it's not great. Yeah, I've heard I've heard, you know, second season is okay. Yeah. Kind of stuff. But it's when does it take place? Before Force Awakens. Okay. That's oh, all okay, I know. That's interesting. So I watched before. some of it, but I, I just I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it felt too like I don't know, kid like. It felt even more kid like than the first uh first season of Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's how it felt cuz it's also drawn that way. Yeah. Yeah, the the art style I wasn't a big fan of in the beginning either, but that so grew I on might me at least. Check it out. If it's before episode 7, that might be a good kind of something to Maybe. take a look at. So. Uh, right. Yeah, so that's that's about it for me. So we watched uh, the three of us. Nova fell asleep during it, of course. Um, we watched The Conjuring Three or whatever fucking number it is now. The Devil the Made Me Do out. It. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's basically about um, the it's it's billed as the trial of the kid who um, his his um, defense was uh, demonic possession. So he was uh, innocent by reason of demonic possession, and um, the kid. The <laughs> now, kid. Now we know what the capital rioters are going to be using. <laughs> yeah, no. The in real life, the judge dismissed it like immediately, and he's like, "Nope, that's not a thing." <laughs> so, but in the movie, okay, it starts off with the little boy being possessed, and um, we're watching the exorcism. And the the kid, the boyfriend of the daughter of the family with the possessed kid, um, basically yells at the ghost to take him instead, saving the little boy, um, as you do. And um, oh, yeah. a few years later, the, um, the boyfriend is living with the girlfriend, but the landlord is like really up in their business. Uh, it's a weird... 1981 kind of setting for i don't know um and this kid is having visions of demons and stuff and like basically like hallucinations and um he ends up killing the landlord 
in the house and um, <laughs> Rip gets all indignant and she's like, that's not how it happened. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, it didn't, that, that's not, that's, it didn't happen in the house. It, it wasn't there. That's not what went on. So I had her explain the whole thing to me and it's, it's, it's a little different, but as we know, you and me, we know that um, Ed and Lorraine Warren are fucking liars. They are con men. They are, they take advantage of people. They are the worst. And this movie is about them. It's not about the kid who they say they're going to save from the death penalty uh, with their investigative work. Okay. The movie ends up being more about these two people because, you know, every fucking haunting um, is they're personally affected by it. You know, it goes back to something in their life or, or some uh, Vera Farmiga may be that's, that's who's in it, right? Yes. She may be a fine actress, but in this, it's like watching an unemotional robot go through and she just comes oh, off as such an arrogant prick in this one because she's supposed she's a she's a good actor i like her yeah i thought she was i i thought i remember seeing her and stuff that i that i liked but not in this one she's great not not in these not in these and and part of the problem is you know um we had we had the 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 conjuring which was it was fine for for a you know jump scare horror movie had some nice jump scares in it and it was it was pretty okay um but then there was the Enfield haunting one and um they 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 show them in that movie as an integral part of this whole thing and they weren't even allowed in the house because they wanted exclusive rights to their story so they 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 don't charge any of these people anything they get their their rights to uh books and lecture about them and that's where they make their money yeah. um and it's just it's just like ugh really you're gonna you're gonna take advantage of these people the kid went to jail for five years although i guess the whole idea of this thing was to not have him face the death penalty but there's a curse and they, it needs three victims. And of course, Ed is the last victim of the whole curse because he has, they have to be personally involved in the whole thing. And it was just, and, and when it's over, Rip got up to go pee and she said, well, that certainly was a movie. And she's been looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm like, yep, it was. Uh, that's funny. So something, I think we're at the point now where they're going to, where they're going to start being vocal about movies that they are not liking because up to this point, you know, kids are like, yeah, that was fine. I liked it. And it's like, really? That was garbage. That was like, I could smell the garbage through the screen and you like that. But now it's different. So it's good. A little critical thinking. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, and they got their vaccine. They got their second vaccine on uh Friday. So two weeks and I can relax. Cool. Yeah. Now is the part of the show where we uh, hang up and go pee. Yes, we do. Yeah. So we're going to go do that. I'm going to take a shower because I didn't have the air conditioner in my room last night. So it was one of those hot, sweaty sleeps that suck. 
So yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, I got to take a shower because it's uh, it was ninety something here today. It's ninety, it's ninety one right now, and it's five forty. Yeah, yeah, we have some kind of jet stream heat bubble sitting on top of us, and it's and it it's so high up in the country that you're too low for it to really affect. Yeah. So that's nice. It's kind of gorgeous today. Yeah. Well, it's nice out today too because it's not that humid. But I'm gonna stop um, yeah. so you don't, Grandpa Simpsons, your kidneys. Yep. Um, and uh, okay. we're gonna we're gonna call it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Hi, everybody. So what's the movie about? Well, it takes place a couple of months after Civil War. Okay, so Tony Stark has just made a big deal about superheroes having to be responsible. Exactly. So at the beginning of this movie, Tony leaves a weaponized spider suit with a high school student and then doesn't take his calls. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and it's equipped with a ton of crazy stuff. There's a bunch of web modes, a recon drone, glider wings, web grenades, even an instant kill mode that kind of turns on by itself. And Tony just leaves that in the hands of a teenager. Well, he left a software block on the crazier stuff. Oh, so it's impossible for Peter to access those modes. Actually, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Really? Yeah, well, Peter's friend Ned from high school hacks into the suit and just unblocks everything. Oh, hacking. They also take a tracker out so Tony and Happy can't see where he goes. So Stark Technology's like the best in the world. This Ned guy must be really smart. Eh. He's not. I mean, I guess technically he is, but we're gonna play him as really dumb. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like in the first part of the movie, he keeps loudly asking Peter super sensitive questions. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, you'd think that would be a no-brainer for anyone, right? And he's able to hack Stark Tech. He is, so Peter has access to a bunch of functionalities. Interesting. Yeah, and it was really fun to write, because whenever I didn't know how to solve a problem in a scene, I was like, oh, well maybe the Stark suit has a mode to solve this. That's smart. Yeah, and when that didn't work, I just have Iron Man swoop in and save the day. People like Iron Man. They do. Oh, that reminds me, the suit has a Jarvis interface, so we might have to get Paul Bettany back if possible. Oh, actually, we can't do that. How come? Well, he's transformed into Vision now. Oh, that's right. I can see if his wife is available. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, perfect. Great. So does this movie have a villain? Because I'd like to start casting ASAP. It does. He's called the Vulture. The Vulture. So kind of like a... He's like a bird man. A bird man. Okay. I can work with that, that'll help. Awesome, so what's his deal? Well, he was hired to clean up alien debris after the invasion in the first Avengers movie. Interesting, tying it together. Yeah, but then he was fired, so he became a supervillain to support his family. Just a 180 like that. Yeah, pretty much immediately. So he and his crew start stealing alien debris and use them to make super weapons. Oh, you'd think the government would be keeping really close watch on that stuff. You'd think so, but we jump forward eight years in time and Vulture's doing great, no problems at all. Wow. Yeah, and it's like they're not even being that secretive about it. No. No, they're just selling to like run-of-the-mill criminals for robberies and stuff. Just anyone. It seems that way. Plus one of the guys likes to demo them in open spaces. At another point, they're literally on the news. And nobody's looking too deeply into this. Not really, no, but Spider-Man decides to. Oh, he does, does he? Yeah, and it's gonna lead to some pretty crazy action. Like we're really stepping things up from the older Spider-Man movies. I'm listening. So you know in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, there's Peter's love interest falling from high up inside a tower? Yeah. Well, in this movie, we're gonna have Peter's love interest falling from high up inside a tower, except now that tower is the Washington Monument. Hmm, what's wrong? I think that's a mistake. It is? Yeah, I do. I think the Washington Monument is technically an obelisk, not a tower. Oh, 
but you like the idea. Oh yeah, no, I love the idea. Love interest falling from high up, that's amazing. Great. And we're also gonna do the Jesus thing from Spider-Man 2. Jesus thing? You know when Tobey Maguire is trying to stop a train with some webs and it looks like he's gonna poop? Oh yeah. Yeah, so basically that, but with a fairy that gets cut in half. How does he manage to get the fairy back together? Well, I couldn't think of a way for the suit to take care of it, so Iron Man swoops in and saves the day. Gotcha, that's a good system, right? It made this so easy to write. So what's the climax of the movie? Oh, so Happy Hogan is having a bunch of super dangerous and valuable stuff shipped for Tony. He does that even though there's this big bad guy flying around stealing dangerous and valuable stuff? Yes, he does. So I guess he's gonna have some pretty crazy security on that shipment. No, he puts it on a plane and sets the plane to autopilot. That's it? Oh, it's invisible. Does that help? No. How did the Vulture and his team learn so much about the plans to ship this stuff? Oh, we're not gonna explain that. Oh, that's a gutsy move, cause some people might consider that lazy writing, but I know you're just trying to keep some mystery. I like it. Yes, because of the mystery, that's why. I did that. And how does the movie end? Well, Tony had taken Peter's suit away because he went after the Vulture, which was reckless. Right. And at the end, he offers him a new suit because he went after the Vulture, which was brave. Okay, so Spider-Man ends the movie with an even better suit. Actually, no, that's a pretty big moment. Go on. Tony offers him this amazing Iron Spider suit, but he's like, no thanks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a huge character moment. I like that. Right, it sends the message of like, I don't need Iron Man. Exactly, by not taking the suit, it's like, I am my own person. Yeah, and I think the decision to not get in the suit is really going to define the character moving forward. I love it. Hello, Ryan here. Thank you so much for watching that pitch meeting. Let me know in the comments section what other movies and shows you'd like to see pitch meetings for. And keep an eye on our community tab on YouTube because we've been having votes on there, which is how this video came to be. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.